This is the Hot Stove Show on Seattle Sports. Presented by Hatback Bar and Grill. Streaming live on the Seattle Sports app and at seattlesports.com. Another edition of the Hot Stove. Great to have you with us here tonight. Gary Hill alongside Rick Riz. Shannon Dreyer is here. Brady's on the other side of the glass. We are getting down to it. This is nearly our last hot stove before we gently maneuver into the Cactus League report. Shannon, this is your last hot stove. The next time this show runs, you will actually be in Arizona. Hard to believe. It is hard to believe. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> You're right. Ready? Is it really time? Whether we're ready or not is irrelevant because it's happening. All packed, Shannon, ready to go? I actually, I set a tub of shoes down. I sent a big <laughs> suitcase down. And my goal is to just get on board with a carry-on suitcase, which I never do. Mm-hmm. It's and a good goal. Yeah, it is. I mean, because we don't, do. we usually don't worry about these right. things. Mm-hmm. We just give the bags. And I actually, the first time that I had to, after... Um, after all the travel that we have had with the team and with the charter, uh, my family took a trip in the off season, and I was going to do just the small suitcase thing, and I packed yeah. it up, and I was proud I got everything into it, and I went with them to the airport, and we went through security, and then we go to the gate, getting a coffee, and about 15 minutes later, I'm like, huh. Where's my bag? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's back at security. It's oh, big Mariners tag on it, and they oh. saw me coming and knew. So. Oh, good. <laughs> Not good. the best traveler on my own. Well, shouldn't they have just taken it right to the plane? I mean, I thought that's how that, how that works. Usually I that's how it works. Yeah. Must have been an off day. Uh, I'm really excited for this show. This is going to be fun. The, the only concern about this show is we may have too many great guests. I don't know if two hours. We're doing eighteen is be innings enough. tonight. Yeah, this could be a problem. <laughs> we may have to go extras. Uh, Manny Acta is going to be here. That's I great. always love talking to Manny, yeah. so we're going to do that in a few minutes. He's he's in Arizona now. He just got there today. Sam Haggerty will be along in a few minutes. I'm very anxious to talk to Sam. Justin Tool, our first conversation with Justin, a new member of the Mariners organization. I'm looking forward to this. His insight coming from Cleveland too. They've been doing some really interesting things in the last few years. So we'll mm-hmm. talk to. Justin. Scott Hunter's going to be here. He's in charge of the Mariners draft. Something that, you know, we're, it's not really draft season, right? But something we should all keep in mind is the Mariners have three picks in the top 30 coming Are they going to get a quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I'm sorry. I'm still I'm as trying to As long as Pat Mahomes. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Pat Mahomes would be a good one. Does, does Scott Hunter ever have an offseason, really? No. I mean, he's no. constantly watching baseball games and has done, a, obviously, a great job. Six years as a minor league player, then a coach, and now uh, the director of amateur scouting. And he's really loaded up this organization, one of the best uh, in minor league organizations in all of baseball. A lot of the kids are obviously here, more are on the way. So it's always fun talking to Scott. Yeah, we're going to play uh, the game Where in the World is Scott Hunter when we talk to him mm-hmm. later. Uh, he must fly a million miles a year. I can't yeah. imagine what that looks like. Yeah. And Daniel Kramer, who's in Arizona right now, a writer for MLB.com, will join us. We're going to lead things off, though, with Penn Murphy. It's a great way to start. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> I was expecting more resistance, yeah. which is why I paused. I wonder no, if he has great. his guitar with us, with him. Maybe yeah. he could play us in and out play of this a song segment. Or two? That would be really good. And he can really play, too. Yes. Walked in the clubhouse in Baltimore, sitting in front of his locker all by himself, playing a Son, you're pretty good. Born in Nashville, so he's got those jeans in him, you know. Penn Murphy bumpers. You just, well, that is a great <laughs> idea. 
He, he, should he play his own walk-up music, walk-out music? I don't know. You don't really say walk-up music for relievers, but they have their own songs. Sure he should be do. playing his yeah. own. Yeah. Fire engines? That's a good idea. <laughs> There's that. Yeah, that's right. So let, we'll dive right into it. We'll talk to Penn when we come back and get this show rolling. Thanks for being with us. Hot Stove, Penn Murphy, coming your way right after this. The Hot Stove Show on Seattle Sports. Presented by Hatback Bar and Grill. Welcome back to the Hot Stove. Great to have you with us here. Gary Hill, Rick Riz, Shannon Dreher. We're awaiting Penn Murphy in just a moment. He's getting the guitar. <laughs> yes. He's I warming so. up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm manifesting this. Yeah? He's going to join us with the guitar. I, I think that'd be great. I mean, he, he brings it everywhere he goes. Yeah. Maybe he's finishing up his Valentine's Day dinner. Hey, by the way, Shannon, happy Valentine's Day, Gary. And everybody out there, happy Valentine's Day. I was a little nervous asking people to come on the show around dinner time on Valentine's, but I I didn't get any pushback. And maybe maybe you reminded some people of some things. (laughs) Maybe they just didn't realize at the time. Ooh, it's Valentine's Day. uh, (laughs) Gary will understand. (laughs) Yeah. So all the guests uh, I just said we lined up. Maybe, maybe we're not. <laughs> All bets are off. Maybe we're not getting any of them. <laughs> uh, All bets are off. But it does sound like uh, you know I'm going to be heading down on Sunday, and it sounds like almost everybody is there. Yeah. Already, if you're checking yeah. social media, you're seeing guys are working out, seeing some encouraging things. We can talk to Daniel Kramer about that a little bit later. He's already there on the ground and has had eyes on a number of players. But it's great to see some video of Andres Munoz coming off the surgery, throwing, mm-hmm. and yeah. just all sorts of other players that uh, just cannot wait to get there. And what's great about spring training now, too, is that, uh, you know, the guys work out during the course of the off season. They'll start throwing after the first of the year, start hitting. You know, at a certain point, I think uh, Ichiro started two days after the season, you know, and then got ready. So when they get to spring training, they, they kind of hit the ground running. There's still a long way to go, obviously, you know, six weeks to get ready for a brand new season. A lot of work to get done. But, you know, they accomplish a lot of things during the course of uh, the off season from the end of the year until the start of spring training. So I, I can't wait to see these guys and and start uh, getting a chance to take a look at the new guys and visit with the new guys as well. And speaking of visiting, we're going to visit with Penn Murphy now. Penn, I know you're in Arizona as we speak. Thanks for taking the time. We really appreciate it. It's great to chat. No problem. No problem. Glad to, glad to chat as well. I was thinking about you a year ago today and just everything that has happened in the past year for you, of course, becoming a pillar, uh, a part of – one of the best bullpens in baseball, a playoff team. How different is this spring for you compared to where you were a year ago? Um, well, obviously, you know, I've had some experiences in the past 12 months, so <laughs> <laughs> never the same person, but, um, you know, nothing's changed. It's the same goal as every other year. Um, you know, we want to, we want to play to the last game and win it. Um, but as far as everything else, it's it's just good to be back in with everybody, see everyone's face, and you know, give everyone a hug. And it's like first day of school, you know. So yeah, just every, everyone's buzzing, and excited to be back. But personally, it's just yeah, I'm trying to get better each each day, and and just rock with my boys. Paint us the picture, Penn. It sounds like a lot of guys are down there working right now. Yeah. So. Um, you know, we've had we've had guys trickling in, getting their physicals done. Um, the pitchers have been, you know, doing their throwing and getting off the slope. 
Um, there's been some guys in the cages. I've seen some some ground ball and outfield work. So guys are getting after it. And, um, yeah, we still got a few more guys rolling through, I think. But um, we'll get out there on Thursday. Penn, before we get into a lot of baseball questions for you, you were born in Nashville. Do you still make your home there? You play the guitar. And tell us a little bit about uh, how the guitar playing is coming. You're writing some songs or What's going on with uh, Penn Murphy the past year? Oh, um, well, I am from Nashville. I was born and raised. I do make my way out there, but just being being with the Mariners since 2018, I've, I've kind of made a launching pad in Arizona, if you will. Um, I come back and forth from here. I've, I've spent some winters out here in some off seasons. This winter, I was in San Diego. Um, but... The guitar actually came came along for me later in life. I picked it up at the very end of 2019, um, which just so happened to be good timing with COVID coming coming along. But um, I picked it up as a you know as a later in life kind of gig. You're a Vanderbilt guy too, and I know you were a position player when you started your career in Vandy. What mm-hmm. led to the transition to pitching? I had a season-ending groin surgery my junior year. I was I was playing first base at the time, and um, my groin just decided to give out. So had that surgically repaired, and when I came back in my senior season, I was not moving around like I was used to, and um, it was pretty clear that I was not going to be able to help the team on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. But throwing didn't seem to bother me, so I kind of I kind of mustered up the courage to ask if I could pitch to avoid just um, sitting out and, um, it's been a refining process since then, but that was kind of the, that was the catalyst for it. You get to the big league level last year and you have everything that is available there as far as, you know, there's video, there's technology, and there's also coaching and teammates with tons and tons of experience. What did you benefit or who did you benefit the most from at the big league level and kind of helped in your growth to getting you to where you are? I can't give you just one name. I really wish I could go down the list, but there are too many to name. I think that it really is just such a cohesive effort um, in terms of the support that we receive. I mean, all the, you could go down the list of everybody who's, whose sole job is to help us, which is extremely humbling, and we're very fortunate to have those resources. Um, but then, you know, all my teammates, I can't, I can't even – hope to, to name them all but there are a few guys who you know i'll tell my grandkids about and <laughs> just feel really blessed to have spent some time with them and we'll continue to and last year was so much fun getting to the playoffs for the very first time that was uh on september 30th when cal raleigh hit that home run off of uh, domingo acevedo but the night before against the texas rangers the mariners used uh, scott used seven relievers 70 of the guys out of the bullpen but the next night against Oakland, Logan Gilbert went eight innings, and then Matt Brash, the scoreless, top of the ninth inning. Cal comes up with two outs, nobody on, 3-2 pitch, hits the home run. Mariners are in the playoffs. You're out there in the bullpen. What was that experience like for you, Penn? I completely blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was absolute mayhem. And I don't think we were even prepared for the response that we received from the fans yeah. in the stadium. I, I mean – I'm getting chill bumps sitting about it. I'm actually in my truck. I was caught in a hailstorm coming back from getting a burrito. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting chill bumps sitting in my car thinking about it. Yeah. And just 
it's one of those fairy tale moments and you know I, I know it's from the movie and all but how can you not be romantic about baseball that's kind of what i think about it's just murphy's law everything you know it's gonna happen how long did it <laughs> so, take you to get to home plate oh i like i said i really i it's fuzzy i do not remember it all that well i think it was such a spike in adrenaline that i really truly did black out <laughs> There are so many great moments for the team and so many great moments for you last year. You're a 33rd round draft pick, right? And you climb your way up to the big league level and you have so much success. You have the year that you had last year. Now that you've had some time to reflect on last year, what does it mean to you given everything you went through to get there? Um, it, you know, it's, it's a new year, um, so I think I'm – I'm, I'm focused on, on the upcoming year, but in terms of kind of compartmentalizing everything and digesting everything, I don't think I, I have done that still. Um, I've just been trying to, you know, keep my eyes in front of me, and I'm sure when my career is done, I'll look back at it all. But I think I've just li- looked at the experiences and the learning opportunities, and, you know, I'll take that with me in my game and, you know, my approach and just – you know, as you as you gain more experience, as you become a more experienced player, and I think it's just always a refining process. But um, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to try and stop for fear of getting stuck in the mud. I'm just you know, trying to keep moving forward. But yeah. Okay, away from baseball, I know you've done some pretty interesting things. We talked about the guitar. Uh, we know that you've explored quite a bit. What was the highlight? that did not involve baseball for you this off season. Mm. I'd say surfing. <laughs> the, yeah. the many times I got to get out in the water, it's a challenge. It's something I haven't done a lot of. Um, and the water's humbling, you know, and just that's a whole other world. But that was probably the highlight, being able to surf down in San Diego. Penn, uh, some new things uh, on the ball club this year. You're going to have a new bullpen coach and Stephen Vogt, who's going to, you know, help out. Uh, former catcher in the big leagues for many, many years. Also, some new rules: 15 seconds to deliver a pitch with nobody on, 20 seconds with somebody on. How is that going to affect Penn Murphy? You know, we were actually having a discussion about these changes when we were in the, uh, you know, the tubs after our workout today. Me and a couple teammates. And I think it's hard to say. Um, I'm approaching it with a blank slate. I'm not kind of coming into it with any type of judgment on the front end. I think that I'll just try and react um, or adjust would be a more appropriate term accordingly. Because I think there's going to be a lot of unforeseen things that pop up because of that. I think that you're going to see guys. I mean, the guys in the tubs were already talking about how guys were exploiting it in AAA last year Mm. and different ways of messing with timing and, you know, there's this gamesmanship aspect about how how much you can call time and pick off, and I think it's gonna take a, a couple a couple weeks to really see how that plays out and who's exploiting what you know what you can pick from those situations. But it's Stephen Vo. I mean, we're all we're all psyched to have him out there with us. Um, you know, I've talked with some other teammates, and you know, I, I'm I'm really excited to get to know him more and and learn from him. Going into this year, when you think about last year and all that you accomplished, 
Do you change anything going into this year, or is it more just refinement of what you do well? Mm, I'd say a little bit of both, and that's kind of what I've always done. Um, I've never been someone who, who sticks to the exact same thing every single time. I'm just not wired that way. I think I got a little too much right brain in me. So <laughs> uh, I'm always refining. It's it, I'd say it's more the refining process, um, but we're always tinkering, you know, and there's certain things I've added into, you know, my routine that I'd say I haven't necessarily done in the past, like a bunch of breath work and been doing some more mobility, you know, type of exercises that I haven't necessarily done in the past or variations of them. So a little bit of both. Hey, Penn, I was watching the Major League Baseball Network uh, yesterday and they were talking about the pitchers wearing uh, a device on their wrist, a pitch com, where they are going to call the pitches, you know, to the catcher. So that's going to be interesting. Have you heard anything about that? Uh, I've heard mutterings of it. And how do you think that's going to work? Because I hope it's not too loud in the catcher's, you know, helmet because the hitter can hear. I want a fastball inside, you know. <laughs> right. I know that uh I know that our catchers have an earpiece, so it actually goes okay. straight into the like a like an earbud would. Um But yeah, I don't know. Are you familiar with Theseus's boat? With what pen? It's called Theseus's boat. It's a yeah. like one of those old aphorism type stories. It's a boat say built you know a thousand years ago but so slowly but surely each plank of wood is replaced over time at what point does it stop being the original boat <laughs> well, that's not how i see it you know it's technically still baseball yeah. but fast forward 200 years what do you get and yeah i'll be honest i'm kind of a purist and um you know i'm not going to kick and scream at, at that i think that it'll you know, but like, why change it? <laughs> Get the sign from the catcher. <laughs> yeah, because the catcher is watching the hitter. He's trying to pick up things that the that the hitter is doing, and you and you trust Cal Raleigh. You trust Tom Murphy for years. The guys trusted uh, Danny Wilson and Dave Valley. So it, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm. I like having the catcher's opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I could see some guys wanting to be able to call certain pitches in their in certain situations, but. Again, I'm just going to defer to Theseus's boat. I think it's just kind of like <laughs> you can always come up with more efficiency, and you can always chase that. But yeah, it's it's beautiful because it's messed up. Every baseball field's different. You know, are we going to make every single stadium the same? Is every game going to be played in the same stadium at some point for sake of you know continuity? And I hope I not. I think that's yeah. I think it's just a slippery slope. Yeah. Well, Penn, thank you so much for all the time tonight. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you here shortly. Thanks a lot. Thank you all. Go M's. Penn, thank you, buddy. There it is, Mariners pitcher Penn Murphy. Looking for a fun spot to watch your favorite team? Come to the Hatback Bar and Grill located from T-Mobile Park, right across from T-Mobile Park. Great food, beer, plus free parking. The place to visit, hatback.com, to make a reservation. We come back, we'll chat with Manny Acta. Coming up right after this, Hot Stove continues. The Hot Stove Show on Seattle Sports. Presented by Hatback Bar and Grill. Welcome back to the Hot Stove. Gary Hill, Rick Riz, the voice of spring, Shannon Dreyer. Yes. <laughs> we, need, we need sweatshirts, T-shirts. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes, we, I haven't heard your commercial yet. 
When's that coming? Oh, I have a commercial. I know. I yeah. was waiting to hear yes, it. I haven't heard right. it on the show yet. I yes. was being serious. Voicing Spring. Yeah, I love your commercial. <laughs> yes, Peoria Sports Complex. It's a great place to be this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. That <laughs> sounded right. You're right. Yeah. We're visiting a maniac in just a moment. I think we're getting him on the line right now. Uh, it's interesting to hear Penn Murphy talk about those conversations already happening with uh, the rule changes, the rule changes and everything else. I mean, that's that's the biggest story in baseball. As we uh, get a chance to visit with Manny Atkin, someone who's going to be directly involved with a lot of these changes. Manny, it's Plotting great to talk scheming. to you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Manny. Good evening. Good evening. How are you guys doing? Well, let, we're doing great. Let's start right there with this conversation. I mean, you're someone that's yeah. been involved in a lot of defensive positioning for a long time. What's kind of your take? Uh, let's start with kind of the shift restrictions. What's your take on how you think this is going to play out? Well, yeah, you're going to have to adjust, adapt, and improvise. That's for sure. I mean, things have changed. We spent so many years playing our defense whenever we felt, uh, whatever we felt uh, it was convenient to us. And uh, our analytical department does such a does uh, such a great job for us. So. One more time, now we're going to have to go back to the drawing board and they're going to be able to to uh, guide us to the right direction and uh, then we'll adjust to it. Uh, the only thing you can't do is put three guys on the other side of the infield, but still, you can play uh, heavy pool, which is what everybody tries to do anyway, trying to pull the ball. So uh, we're going to take a look at the numbers. We're going to meet with uh, uh, John Chenier, the guy who, who runs uh, – the positioning for us upstairs and, and Jesse Smith and the whole department and they're gonna um they're gonna you know show us whatever they came up with and uh, we'll we'll adjust to it. Manny, just in all of your experience and what you've seen and we don't know how it's all going to play out and that's kind of the beauty of it. You can you can plan and you can, you know, diagram everything out, but there are a lot of new rules coming. What do you ultimately think will have the most impact on the game? Uh, um, you know, I, I, I like the ghost runner, first of all, <laughs> I'm get that out of the way right away. Speeds I, up the game. I, 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 love, it. Stay. I love it. Yeah. 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 At, the, at the beginning, at the beginning, I wasn't a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I realized that that's, that's the part where, uh, the most strategies <laughs> I use, uh, during today's game, because, you know, uh, the bunt has gotten away the sack bunt. Uh, no hit and running, uh, probably a little bit more stealing now because of the bases and the new rules and stuff. But the ghost runner actually brings strategy to the game. It's a, it's a time where, you know, we have to figure out whether we are going to bunt or allow them to bunt, whether we're going to walk the guy and try to look for a double play. Uh, if if we do walk a guy leaving off an inning, if they bunt we'll, – can we load the bases and try to get a double play and get out of the inning? So to me, last year that that really got me going, and I and I kind of uh, I loved it. Um, you know, I I'm, I'm kind of uh, I, I was kind of torn a little bit because I have some of the old school in, but you have to adjust, adapt, and improvise. I think um, the, the the other the the clock. The clocks are gonna <laughs> are really gonna be uh, a pain when it comes to a, an adjusting period. But 
we're going to have a month down here in spring training to work on it. And a lot of the guys that went through it in the minor leagues seem to think that it's not such a big deal, but it's going to be a, an adjustment uh, for uh, for the pitchers. Um, you know, it, it, it's 15 seconds with nobody on. It's 20 seconds, 30 seconds uh, for the hitter, 20 seconds with that runner on first base. And then the, the disengagement, that, that's, that's, that's a huge one. It's going to be, uh, you know, we're going to have some arguments going on uh, when, when it comes to that because stepping off, it's one. Throwing over is another one. And now you go from there. I mean, if you throw over and you don't get the guys a balk, and so forth. You guys know all the rules. So this is going to be, to me, what's going to be the biggest adjustment. The bases are, are they're going to be there. I mean, they're a little bigger. Um, it's three inches is the difference. And um, to me, it doesn't matter how big they are. If you if you continue to step on top of it or, or in the back of it, you're not going to take advantage of it. So I think, uh, um, you know, it, it's going to it's going to help in a way. But uh, we'll have a month here, so it's gonna it's gonna get get hectic. I think the first two weeks, and and then by the end of spring training, we we're gonna have it down. Yeah, the game's gonna look different even at spring training this year, Manny, because this is a World Baseball Classic year. The Mariners and all the clubs have different guys going to play for their respective uh, countries. And I think the Mariners have about 10 players going to the World Baseball Classic, five or six off the big league roster. So how is that going to affect, you know, the way the team gets ready? A lot of young guys and other guys are going to get a lot of reps uh, with those guys gone. Yeah, you know, some of those guys that are going to be gone um, uh, are going to give uh, some of the younger guys uh, an opportunity to, you know, to show Scotty and and, and our staff what what they can do. It's an opportunity for them to – uh, to to get some of that, but uh, speaking of those guys going to the baseball classic, they're not using those rules during the baseball classic. So there you have it. Those guys are going to go over there and, and do their thing that they've been doing for the last ten years. Uh, guys that are in the big leagues, and now they're going to come back and they're going to have to adjust to all the clocks and, and and all the new rules and stuff because the baseball classic is not included in any of that. Wow, they're not going to have a lot of time to make that adjustment either at that point. Or some of them will and some of them won't, which brings me to the question, who's going to win the WBC? Well, you know, I'm, I'm from that, that, that island, uh, you know, where the superstars come from. So I'm biased. I'm, I'm thinking that the Dominican Republic is going to do it again. We have an outstanding team. I know that Team USA has an outstanding team, too, especially that bullpen uh, that they have that it's, it's huge when it comes to the WBC because uh, the, the the pitch limit and all the restrictions that apply to that tournament. So having a really good bullpen, uh, it's very important. And also Team, team Japan always comes out and, and brings a very good team. Those guys are all committed to play over there, and uh, and and it's the only team that has won it twice. But uh, you know, I have to pick my Dominican Republic and my GM Nelly Cruz. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> Manny. You mentioned the DR, and for those that don't know, you do tremendous work in the off season. I know you spend a lot of time and effort uh, with everything you do. For those that don't know, can you tell us? Uh, fill us in on, on what you do in the off season. Well, I have a I have a foundation that uh, revolves around sports and education for uh, 
for the youth of the area where I grew up. And, um, you know, I started in 2007, and we built a baseball complex with five baseball fields, three over Mark, um, Williams Sport um, type of uh, design or, or measurements for the little kids uh, to be able to play because in the DR, usually when you have a big baseball field, the big guys get in and then the the, the little league uh, players have an issue uh, getting in there because there are too many people doing business on those fields, trying to, you know, the, the so-called buscones, they run uh, programs, academies. So I built three baseball fields. We built three baseball fields for the for the, the little kids to be able to play. And then we built two more outside the complex. So we total seven baseball fields, and we also have a an educational center where we help uh, um, educate kids and whoever it's behind in school. We have a, a teacher that goes there every day and, and help the kids out. Also, we run three or four little league programs out of there and make sure that the kids are in school and getting good grades and all that kind of stuff. And whatever we can do for them, we continue to do on the, on, on the, you know, uniform bats, baseballs and stuff like that. I, I get a big hand from the Mariners every year. You know, they, they, they help us out and uh, we appreciate that, but it's mainly to try to get kids off the streets, uh, especially, you know, in, in this era where, you know, they, they see so many things that they shouldn't be seeing and listen to so many things that they shouldn't be listening. But um, it, it's, uh, it, I'm just trying to pay back. I'm trying to pay back uh, not only to my country, but the community that I grew up because I had a wonderful childhood over there. And, you know, I, I don't think I can repay um, everything that that community did for me and my my brother and my three sisters, my whole family, basically. So uh, it, it's it, it's it's something that we're very proud of because uh, when I stop by on the weekends, weekends and see 400, 500 kids running around playing baseball, and uh, it's just very rewarding to me. Man, that's outstanding, helping out so many kids there. Uh, in your community, San Pedro de Marquerie, I mean, uh, that has produced so many major leaguers. You know, I was looking at the DR uh, – lineup for the World Baseball Classic. Julio, Soto, Machado, Guerrero, Ramirez, Devers, Teoscar Hernandez, Gary Sanchez, Jeremy Payne. Not a bad lineup. I want you to talk to me about what don't we know about Teoscar Hernandez. We saw him the last few years with the Blue Jays. He had two home runs against us a game two there in Toronto at Rogers Center. But what more can you tell us about Teoscar Hernandez who's going to play right field for us this year? Well, uh, Teoscar is uh, it's an outstanding human being, which is it's something that uh, people don't see. All they see is uh, the baseball player, and and that's something that we take uh, pride in, in, in with the Mariners organization. It's it's not only being able to play the game, but it's also uh, you have to be able to be a good teammate. You have to be able to care about people, to care about the community. And uh, I know him for a long time, and he's always got a smile on his face. And he's a guy who's going to be very good for our clubhouse. He's going to be very good for Julio. Not that Julio need any type of guidance. I've never seen anybody so young, so mature. But um, yeah, he, he's going to he's going to be really good for us. Uh, I'm very happy uh, that that he's in our side now. He's a guy who's who's very dangerous against left-handed, right-handed, you name it. And uh, he, he's 
he's very athletic. I mean, people second guess his, his defense over the last couple of years, but I remember when he first came up, he used to play center field in the Astros system, and uh, he's young, he's athletic, and I, I think uh, Negron is going to help him out back there, and, and we're going to do our thing with him, and uh, and he's going to help us out. So um, besides that, I'm just really looking forward to see uh, Jared Kelnick just uh, come on out and 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 explode this year. I'm I'm a big fan. I think uh, that you know that that left field situation over there. I'm looking forward to see what those guys can bring to the table and uh, and help us out. And you know, uh, people tend to forget that Kelnick is still a, a very young player. I'm looking forward to checking that out as soon as we get down there. All eyes, again, are going to be on Jared. I understand he did some very good work <laughs> this off season. A year older, finally, and still so, so young. Uh, you know, But that's what you see in spring training. You see these guys come in and the work that they put in, and uh, you've had a few more spring trainings than I have. Not many, but a few more. I'm just curious, <laughs> what, what do you look forward to in that kind of first week, that first getting down on the grass there again, seeing the guys again? I don't know, maybe it's, it's, a, it's a cigar at some point. But what is it that you most look forward to and enjoy in spring training? Well, you, you start uh, looking at what they did during the off season. I mean, uh, if a guy shows, if a guy struggled last year and shows up, you know, doing the same thing, uh, that's just not a good sign. You, you need to go over uh, during the off season and correct whatever didn't work for you. Uh, we also look at, uh, at the shape uh, of the uh, of the guys when they come in. What was this guy doing during the off season? Our training staff, our strength and conditioning department checks on those guys, and they personally visit a lot of them. So our guys always show up in in great shape. But you know, at, at the beginning, you try to just make sure guys don't try to do too much and don't try to make the ball club on the first day or the first week. But it's uh, it's very hard sometimes to to uh, to tell a young kid that is trying to to impress people not to do his best out there. But um, you know that, that that's that's the main thing we try to do. Where the guys made adjustments during the off season, and if whatever they did is gonna is gonna pay dividends, and uh, and and then let the games begin, and 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 we'll see what they what they brought. Well, Manny, this has been really fun to catch up. Thanks for all the time tonight. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you soon. Yes, come on down. It's very stormy today down Ooh. here. It's kind of, yeah, unusual, but uh, I think it's going to be okay in a couple of days, and, and we'll be able to get all our work in. Sounds great. Thanks, Manny. Appreciate it. Thank all you. right. Be good, guys. Thank you, Manny. There it is, Mariners coach Manny Acton. Always great to catch up with Manny. And I think we're all okay. planning on showing up. In the greatest shape of our lives. No, oh, don't uh, we okay. always? Yes, that's that's <laughs> plan a list of or plan. we do. <laughs> no, plan. Well, I'm working Definitely out right plan. now. <laughs> I'm eating two plates of pasta. Now. I'm up to two. All right. <laughs> make sure make sure to come out to Hatback Bar and Grill for the NBA All Star Weekend this Saturday. Catch the three point dunk contest. Then on Sunday, it's LeBron versus. Uh, let's, it's LeBron versus Giannis in the All-Star game. I should have known that. <laughs> 20 TVs, great food and drink, Hatback, the perfect place to watch. Learn more at hatback.com. Coming up next, Sam Haggerty is going to join us as we roll along with the hot stove right after this. The Hot Stove Show on Seattle Sports. Presented by Hatback Bar and Grill. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Frazier a third. Haggerty hitting the pitch. 
Swung on line, drive center field, base hit. Sam Haggerty coming through again. The Mariners tack on another. It's four to one M's. Sam Haggerty. He may wear number zero on his back, but he's number one in your heart. <laughs> That's good. Uh, welcome back to the hot stove. Gary Hill, Shannon Dreher, Rick Riz. Are you okay, Shannon? That was a real highlight. Yeah, yeah that was a real <laughs> highlight. Really yeah. did that. That was said on the radio by me. Mm-hmm. I liked it. <laughs> Speaking of that, let's welcome Sam Haggerty to the show. Sam, it's great to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me on. And, you know, I appreciate the intro. absolutely hey what was it like down there uh, in this early stages of spring you know we've actually had a few uh, rough days of weather but otherwise uh, it's it's exciting Uh, you can feel the energy in the building and uh, we're all we're all ready for some Mariners baseball Sam we've heard reports on on how you have been this offseason but can you kind of walk us through the process where you're at right now um, yeah, I feel pretty good right now. Uh, we're just pretty much gearing up to, uh, to get to game speed. And, you know, I'm very excited to get back out on that field. And baseball work's been great. And uh, I'm looking forward to playing again. Sam, you're, you're such an integral part of the ball club, especially now with the changes in baseball. You were so important last year and what you did with your defense and, and with the bat and stealing bases as well what can you tell us about i think you're even more valuable now with the changes uh run around at second base and extra innings to go out there and steal a base or to put the ball in play how do you look at the changes and your role with the ball club this year with those changes uh yeah i would say the changes definitely kind of favor a player of of my type uh but you know, you don't get too caught up in those things. You still try to play your game, uh, focus on the things you can control, and, you know, look for advantages where, where you might be able to find them. I mean, you're already such a great base dealer. With Percentage-wise, it's off the charts. Do you see this as giving you more opportunities to swipe bags? Is this something you you see yourself being more aggressive with, given the situation? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I've been trying to to strategize in my head how how it may play out. You know, with with less pickoffs, you know, you're gonna probably have more of opportunities to to trust yourself and make a break. Um, and then you'll have larger bases, which you know may make it a little easier to slide and, and avoid a tag. And you know, all, all sorts of those little things um, um, I look into and, and I'll factor into to trying to steal second base or third base. You know, kind of it's going to be an interesting spring training, and we've talked about all these new rules changes are coming, but as a player, how important are those games going to be for you, getting used to that? What are the things that you're going to kind of want to try and figure out and time out and see how it works for you? Uh, You'll have your your stuff you will test out as a player, but it will just be interesting to see how, you know, coaches, teams, players, how everyone sort of adapts to the – the, the new normal and, and that'll be real real interesting and fun to watch and, and the things I'll be paying attention to you know how how pitching pitchers are picking off how coaches are calling the running game you know various things like that will be real real interesting to see are you a guy that when you're in the dugout you're talking about the things that you're seeing with the pitchers and that are those things that you can share with the with players in game who might be able to do some of the same things that you can do um, absolutely. You, you'll always try to, to help your teammates out, give them a tip, 
Um, you know, the unique thing about, you know, hitting, base running, any sort of, you, you always got to be, you always have to be able to see it yourself. And, you know, that's the, those are the difficult things that sometimes, you know, when, when players give me tips and when I give them, you're, you're not able to see it. And that just is a credit to that player for being able to find it and notice it. Sammy, you bring so much energy when you're in the ball game. Last year when we were in Detroit, you made one of the greatest non-catches I've ever seen in baseball. <laughs> you know, with the nets down the left and right field line, you, without any fear, went flying into that net deep in the left field corner, had the ball, and the net just flung you right back onto the warning track, and then the ball came free. But when you're flying back 10 feet in the air where you're looking for a landing spot, what was going through your head at the start of the play and, and when it ended? Because, man, it was a tremendous effort. Yeah, you know, definitely wish I would have I held on to that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I will be honest with you. I have, you know, kind of always thought about the play happening at some point in a game. You know, you, you get a little bored out there in the outfield and you're, <laughs> you're looking around and you're like, you it might be fun there. to jump in that net. <laughs> <laughs> and it happened. You said, this is the fly ball that's going to happen, right? Uh, like, this is the one. Let's do it. So would you do uh, it again? Yeah, I, do you I, feel good about being able to do that? Yeah, I feel relatively safe. I mean, the Nets there to <laughs> relatively safe. <laughs> you know, like on the way back, you just kind of got to hold on to the net to just you know make sure nothing crazy happens. I mean, my fiance wasn't too happy about it after the game, <laughs> but that's all right. Maybe Scott either. I don't know, but uh, it was a great effort, buddy, and I, and I love your all-out play. That's why we all love you, buddy. Sam, Appreciate that. Thank you. I just had a conversation recently with Matt Festa. And he gave us some insight on a trip this offseason that I got to hear about from your perspective. It was an incredible trip. Um, you know, it was all set up uh, by Team Italy and FIBS, and, you know, they did a wonderful job. We saw parts of Rome and Florence and went to a winery in, in Tuscany. It was amazing, and, you know, I will remember it for the rest of my life. Hanging out with Mike Piazza, speaking Italian, oh, walking around everywhere, right? <laughs> oh, yes. It was an incredible experience. Uh, Mike was great. Uh, the whole organization was great. You know, I, I would tell you guys to go, but I'm not sure it's that easy. <laughs> oh, I want to go. All my relatives were over there. <laughs> so I mean, someday you get to go back. Where do you, where do you go first? What do you want to do there again? I, I probably will go to would go to Florence. Florence was, it was beautiful. The, the architecture, um, the streets, the, the people, the, the shops, it was an incredible experience. And I mean, I got so many pictures on my phone and, you know, I, 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 I won't ever do it justice. Uh, it's something that you just really have to see. What's the best thing you ate? Mm. Oh man. <laughs> Pasta. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was this, uh, lasagna and and boar meat at the winery and the the gentleman poured us our glass of wine and said the boars eat our grapes so we eat them and i'll I'll never forget it it was unbelievable wow let's talk a little bit about your family the reason you weigh zero actually uh oh for your grandfather right onofrio yes sir it was onofrio alfano um Onofrio is my middle name, and that's where I—that's why I wear number zero.
Well, Sam, thank you so much for the time tonight. We really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the thanks for the stories too. You've inspired people to take a visit to Italy. I think so. Thank you for that. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you soon. Yes, uh, thank you so much for having me on, and you know, let's let's have a good year coming up. There we go. Thank you, Sam. Sam Haggerty, Mariners outfielder. Slash infielder, I think it's still yeah, sure. safe can, to call Sam Haggard everything, but uh, yeah, he's fun to watch. <laughs> Net jumper, <laughs> oh I my goodness! It is one of the strongest visuals in my mind from last season. Him just bouncing off that thing like Spider Man. It was. It was wild. Yeah, it was like on a trampoline. He went flying off that net back onto the warning track in the left field corner, and he had plenty of time in there looking for a spot to land, and fortunately he was all right, but uh, that was just some kind of effort. And it's still in play, so we could see it again, apparently. He's ready. Sounds (laughs) like he's ready to do it again. He was relatively safe, and apparently that's all it takes. Got to hold on to the net, which I didn't even think. It was one of those instances, every now and then you look down and you miss something, and I think, God, I was not looking down when that happened oh, yeah. because, and it just yeah. happened in stages. It's like he's running out of room. He's in the net. He's back <laughs> on the field. Yeah. But just hanging on to the net, that was that was yeah. brilliant. So good. We got more hot stove when we come back. We'll get our first chance to chat with Justin Toole when we come back right after this. Hot stove continues.